0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle. And together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the
1: show today. Beck and I are going to be walking you through something that is probably not super familiar to us, but we're well qualified <laughs> to give advice, and that is decluttering your makeup. So, Beck and I have always said neither of us are massive makeup people, but we definitely know the steps to get you through sorting your makeup and getting rid of all the stuff that you don't use or need or is past its expiry date. So, Beck, we're going to yep. do this step-by-step today, aren't we? So, people could actually follow along and declutter as they listen.
0: Yes. So, we will try and do a step-by-step procedure to just give your makeup an overhaul depending on you what your goal is and we'll talk about that in a minute actually but there'll be different people wanting to do different things and um, we'll take you through the process so that you can achieve that but yeah we're not huge big makeup people so we have we don't have much makeup ourselves but we certainly have clients that have plenty and so we know how to organize it so where do we start what's step one right step one is to make a plan so just like i mentioned before everyone's going to have different goals and there will be some people who want to get all of the clutter off their their bathroom vanity there'll be some people who want to streamline their makeup process so that they don't have lots of clutter in the way when they want to get to their favorites then there'll be some who just want to get rid of you know all of the old stuff There'll be others who just want want to keep it all, but want to have it organized better so that they can always find it. So the first step is to work out what it is that you're trying to achieve and write it down. And that will be the guiding light for you as you're going through this. And then you can move on to step two. Yeah, I like that.
1: For me, it would be, I wanna be able to see everything, access everything easily, not have to move anything. But, yeah, I know for some people they have so much. It's just about reducing and just keeping the stuff that they love um, and that they use regularly because makeup is one of those things, especially because it's not big, that kind of breeds. We we don't necessarily buy one when one runs out. We quite often buy Mm. stuff when we see it on sale or we see a new shade that we like or want to try a new brand. And then we don't necessarily go home and throw the old ones out. They just sink to the bottom of the
0: pile. Yeah exactly My goal would be To make sure that the vanity top Doesn't get anything on it Because I hate cleaning And I hate cleaning the bathroom More than anything And I hate it so much And I really like to be able to just give a quick wipe over the top of the vanity whenever I sort of look at it and think ooh or whenever I've got time or whenever I've got a cloth in my hand like sometimes I'll just have a cloth in hand in the bathroom in the kitchen and I'll be ready to put it in the wash and then I'll think I'll just go and quickly wipe over the bathroom vanity and just before I put this in the wash and because the bathroom's only five steps away from the kitchen. So uh, that's sort of really handy. And if there's stuff all over the top, I wouldn't be able to do that. So keeping the vanity top is one of my like most important things, I think.
1: Okay, great. So once we've established our goals, what's step two? What are we doing
0: next? So the next step is to pull it all out. And depending on the volume, I think this might be different for some people but i would recommend that you try and get your makeup from all the different areas in the house and stick it all together where wherever it suits you i mean i've often just used the bathroom floor i don't know about you tara but that's i tend to just sit on the floor with it all surrounding me
1: yeah i'll either use the vanity or i'll um because mine is in like little containers or drawer dividers within my drawers sometimes I take it all to the kitchen do it spread out on the countertop especially because then quite often I would be taking stuff out of my handbag because I have a keep a bit of makeup Mm. in there I keep quite often a lipstick or a lip gloss or a couple of things in the car I have a couple of backpacks or special occasion bags that quite often things get thrown in so if I was pulling it all out I'd probably find a bigger space or Mm. maybe a cleaner space
0: my bathroom floor isn't always that tidy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, none of my floors are ever that tidy I actually got up Tara you'll be proud of me I actually got up and mopped this morning I, I was mopping at seven thirty this morning like, I know what's gotten into me I'm not quite sure Well, I got a new floor cleaner and I love the smell of it and it cleans really well but it left like a sticky residue and I didn't notice it but when Mick um, and the kids came home both Mick and Ethan said oh it's like if kind of stick to it a little bit the floor and i was like, Oh, i can't have that that's really like bad i don't want a sticky floor <laughs> and it seemed to clean it really well like it looked really good but it did they were right it did have the stickiness to it so then i went over it again this morning just to kind of give it a rinse to get the stickiness off but um yeah so my floors are probably as clean as yours today which is really rare <laughs> mm, my bathroom floor always just has a lot of hair on it i have to vacuum the hair off very regularly <laughs> you've got enough hair for it to fall out though thank goodness
1: so, find a spot. Find a spot to put it all together. One thing I'd probably advise against, though, is putting it out on your bed or on a tablecloth or anything because, mm. you know, quite often containers and pots can get a bit grubby or, you know, powder is, can be loose or eyeshadow can leave a film on the back of the container. So, if you're putting it on anything light-coloured, you might end up staining some of your fabric. So, I'd pick like a hard
0: surface to group yeah. it all together on. Yeah. And when you do pull it out, speaking of dirty things, it's a good time to clean it then. I mean, obviously, if it's going straight in the bin, you you wouldn't, but giving it a bit of a wipe down as you pull it out could be uh, helpful as well. Or you could wipe it down as it goes back in. But it's a really good chance to give it a clean at least at some point in this process. And
1: if you're cleaning like the outside of containers and stuff like that, Bec, what do you normally use?
0: Do you just use – I would just use just a cloth and water, but – do you use yeah, i use a cloth and water for everything i guess if it's something like like mascara that i think might stain my cloths then i which mascara doesn't isn't too bad but it's probably the worst one if, it, if i think it might stain my cloths i would use paper towel yep. and water um to to clean it but be, my normal kitchen cloths That I use for everything. I've got like six or seven of those, and I just use them for everything. So that's pretty much what I would use, I would say.
1: Yeah. You could probably also use those kind of wet wipes as well if you had any bacterial wipes or face wipes or whatever, if you wanted something baby wipes.
0: Yeah, baby wipes clean everything off. Like they're lethal. (laughs) If you've got a mark somewhere that nothing else will get off, a baby wipe is a good choice. So you've got it
1: out then would you just dump it all together or would you sort it into its categories
0: once once you get it out? Sorting it is a really good idea because the next step is culling and if you've got things grouped together like with like, it's a bit easier to make your culling decisions because you can see your duplicates and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would always group it and categorise it and the categories do not matter at all as long as they make sense to you. So... You know, I would categorize by part of the face, so I'd put all my eye stuff together, and maybe you know, subgroup that if I had heaps. And like, if you had seven mascaras, then you would have a pile for mascaras, not just a whole pile for eye stuff. So uh, I go by f- sort of face type, <laughs> your face, what is the word? Face feature, face feature. I go by, and then um, I work my way, you know, into subcategories from there. Is that what you do?
1: Yeah, I'd do the same. I don't have enough of anything to yeah need to you're like I've got two eyeliners so <laughs> I mm. wouldn't need to make you know subgroups it would be my two eyeliners my two eyeshadows my one <laughs> mascara my one eyebrow pencil that whole top third of my
0: face could go in one pile yeah I've got exactly the same as you except I only have one eyeliner <laughs> I used to have a couple more and it's got to the point where I, it's got a blunt end mm-hmm. like it's a it's a pencil one and it's got a blunt end because I don't know why, but it obviously got old and the, the lid got too loose. So when I put it on, it squishes the top down. Oh, <laughs> I, So like I'd, when I try and put, so I've given up. I used to just, I used to sharpen it whenever I opened it and I was like, oh, I haven't got time for this. So I just use it with its flat end <laughs> because that's how much I care about eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I have, I'm saying I have one of each. I do have several brushes. So brushes is another thing that you would probably group together if you had lots of them. Uh, I have um, a little bit of a brush collection. I I use them all but for really specific things and I probably don't need them all and I don't use all of them every day but, yeah, I have a a little brush stash. Talking of brushes, that is something
1: that definitely does need a clean and if you're deciding Mm. to put some time aside to sort your makeup it's probably a really good trigger to clean your makeup brushes because we've talked about this before, Beck. about how there's never a good time because you always pick them up to use them and think, oh, I should clean that. It's been a while, but I can't do it right now because I need to use it so I don't want it wet. So you use it and then you go, I'll do that later, throw it back in your drawer and then pick the same thought. <laughs> I'm in a rush. <laughs> yeah. Because so, yeah, um, but- usually
0: you do your makeup as you're like running out the door.
1: Yeah, and so and that's the thing. It's um, if you're going to put the time aside now to sort your makeup, give your brushes a clean. Maybe like early in this process, before you start the culling, grab them all, give them all a wash. If you don't think you're going to throw them out, because then you know there should be time for them to dry before you use them again. Mm.
0: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's and brushes. I mean, some of them say that you should brush. You should clean your brushes after every use not a chance that's i that's too unrealistic i i wash like the, the eyeshadow brushes i don't think i ever wash them like but the foundation brushes if they've got any like you can tell when they start to get a bit uh cloggy so they need a good brush and powder brushes like face powder brushes they need a clean but i probably do it i don't know once once a month or something? So I use Probably these
1: revolutionary me. things called my fingers for most of my <laughs> makeup. I think I own maybe three brushes and they're all powder brushes. So like yeah. blush, like a face powdery, bronzery stuff and then eyeshadow. But even my eyeshadow I put on with my fingers these days. So... <laughs> I like, is it a cream eyeshadow? because yeah. I can't
0: put I can't put powder eyeshadow on. No, nah, cre- I've got a
1: powder eyeshadow yeah. brush, but I don't own any powder eyeshadows anymore. so <laughs> um, that could probably go as well. I like that because I was really bad with washing my um, like foundation brushes and stuff when I used to put that on with a brush. and I'd be like, oh, it's getting manky. I don't want to know what the bacterial count would be <laughs> going on in there. <laughs> what disgusting things I'm slathering on my face. So I just got rid of it and used my hands because I'm like, well, they get washed all the time. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do the, I did the same. I, I stopped using a foundation brush and just used my fingers. But I like I do do use a foundation brush if I'm making an extra effort because I can't get into the corner of my eyes properly, and I've got purple patches right on either side of my nose. I've got quite a dark purple spot sits there and on normal days of normal day-to-day makeup i don't hide it but if i'm really wanting to look nice i get the brush in there because my fingers can't quite do it properly so i do keep it for those special uses but yeah i would hardly ever use it and hardly ever clean it (laughs) (laughs) which is gross but anyway so
1: then next step we decide we've got everything we've sorted it into its piles or you know whatever makes sense to us Time to cull, right? Where do we start with
0: culling? <laughs> it depends on your level of attachment to makeup, doesn't it? As to how much you cull, but probably the first thing is to do the no-brainers. So your no-brainers would be your empty bottles, empty tubes, and empty containers of eyeshadow and stuff like that. So anything that's empty, uh, and and ideally the habit of getting rid of those when you empty them is really helpful but if you're not in that habit you will have some empty bits and pieces floating around so get rid of those Uh, broken things get rid of those so you've got broken brushes or broken compacts those kinds of things Uh, get rid of those and then go to the next no-brainer which is the out-of-date stuff Um, because makeup has expiries doesn't it
1: yeah and You've, you actually taught me how to look for expiries because I knew that there were things like, um, you know, they say to replace your mascara every three months or six months and things like that. I have my own method of reminding myself, but um, you told me how to, because I was thinking there was lots of makeup that didn't have any expiry on it, but you mm. told me what to look for. So do you want to share that with everyone else in case they didn't yeah. know about it either? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so some makeup, and not all, but some makeup will often have a little symbol on it to tell you how long to keep it for. Uh, So it doesn't have an expiry date, but it will have something like um, a it'll have like 3m or 18m and that tells you how long to keep it after opening it so 3m means three months Uh, 18m would be 18 months and so if you've got uh, an item that you opened you know uh, six months ago and it's got 3m on it then it probably should be discarded a lot of people will keep stuff that is outside its useful date for various reasons so I for one like old mascara instead of new mascara. So I uh, old like wet mascara, like brand new mascara, uncurls my curled lashes. <laughs> and then my dead straight lashes, which point downwards, deposit a lovely layer of mascara on my upper cheekbone <laughs> with my chubby cheeks. And so I Prefer mascara a bit old, and so once mascara gets to like three or six months, that's when it's starting to come into its good phase for me. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to get rid of it because I enjoy it a bit drier because my eyelashes don't uncurl. Uh, so I, I I sort of break those rules, and other people will break those rules as well, but. If you are aware at least that you are breaking some rules and that those rules are there for a reason, then at least it's helpful to know what the rules are and why they're there because mascara or all makeup will harbour bacteria. And like you said before, when you're talking about the brushes, like there's all sorts of funky stuff happening on those brushes and the same thing happens inside your tubes and inside those kinds of things like your mascara. And if you get... Bacteria in your eye, you can develop infections in your eye, um, on your lips, if it gets in your mouth, um, if it gets into your skin, especially if your skin is broken or like if you've got eczema or something like that, and it gets into your skin, you can get yourself a lovely skin infection um, and they're not fun. So there are reasons for it, and if you ignore it and then you get an infection, at least you know why.
1: Yeah, well, so I went to a dermatologist when I was about 20-ish because I kept getting styes on my eyelids or, you know, um, top or bottom and the dermatologist recommended to me a brand of mascara but also she said, put a reminder somewhere, back then it was in my diary, maybe I had a phone when mm. I was 20, I can't remember, <laughs> so long ago, <laughs> Um And now I have one in my reminder that goes – a reminder in my phone that goes off every three months to throw out my mascara and buy a new one. Um, And I've done that now for 20 Mm. years. But unfortunately for me, the mascara that they recommended was not an expensive one and it was just because it's one that doesn't contain an ingredient that lots of others do, which can be quite irritating. So for me, I yeah, my mascaras come and go pretty quickly because I feel like I have a need and I can tell. Mm. If I sometimes let them go a bit longer – occasionally I'll come up with a sty not anywhere near like I used to but it's obviously there's something in there that's sensitive or you know my eyes just react to something so for me I put that reminder in my phone the other way you can do it because so I after you told me about this 3m 12m thing I had a look at some of my makeup and mine is written it's like got a miniature little pot picture on the back with the 3M in it. But I think about yep. when I buy it, not when I open it. And so I think, oh, when did I buy that, um, whatever, that eyeshadow, that cream eyeshadow? I bought that in February. When did I open it, though? I probably didn't wear it until March or April. So f- mm-hmm. one thing you can do is, um, if you're not sure, when you open it, get a Sharpie or a permanent text and just pop either the opening date or... Or work out that if you're opening it today and it's got a 6M on the back, you go, right, okay, this needs to be thrown out by Christmas or whatever. And write, you know, December 2020 on it or whatever it is to trigger you that once you get to that date, you probably need to start looking at replacing it. So if you're not good at keeping in your head when you opened it um, and when you should, you know, discard it, you can always try that as well.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea and I'm going to do that because I am a little bit naughty with some of my makeup and I do ignore those dates. And I'm gonna continue to ignore them with mascara uh, until I get styes or something like that. (laughs) And then I might be convinced not to. But I do like old dry mascara and so I'm gonna stick with that. But the yeah, eyeshadows and those things. And sometimes what we'll do as well is we'll keep an eyeshadow because we have a a pop palette. So if you've bought like a little palette of say five and then you will use two of the colors up and the other three colors will still be almost full which is quite common and so then you'll buy another one but because those ones are full you will keep that old palette and so you will still get you're not going to be using those so that's one reason to cull them but also they're going to get old and they are going to possibly develop some bacteria or something in them and if you pick them up in two years time and go oh these are still full i'll use these you might end up with bacteria in your eye. so that's something else to be aware of as well and i know that you know you buy individual pots of different colored eyeshadows and i think that's the best way to avoid that wastage is to just you know rather than buy a whole palette unless you actually use the entire palette evenly then it's probably worth getting individual pots of eyeshadows yeah so
1: I think the other thing with um, individual pots is then you just don't move from phase to phase with colours as well. Like if you, you know, if you went through a phase where you really loved Mm. greens, all the green eyeshadows, and then trends change, fashions change, and you started wearing more greys and more of a smoky eye, quite often you don't throw out your old eyeshadow. They just kind of move their way to the bottom of the drawer or the bottom of your makeup bag or whatever. And so by the time that trend or that fashion comes around again if you're likely to get back into it they will be really old so I think you've got to ask yourself the question when you've pulled it all out you're looking at it you've grouped it together and go what do I wear now what am I likely to wear again in the short term future and if you can't see yourself
0: wearing something again soon mm. then that's probably a good indication that it's time to color it yeah because you can't use the criteria I might use it again because the, it does go off So it's a little bit like food in that sense. It's like, well, if I don't use it within this time frame, I have to get rid of it now because, you know, it's going to go off anyway.
1: And if you've got issues around wastage, which and like makeup isn't, depending on what you buy, it isn't necessarily cheap. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of throwing something out that you think, oh, but, you know, I spent good money on that, maybe take the lesson from that and go, okay, next time when I want to change it up and follow whatever new trend is, instead of buying huge palette of that or buying multiples at once i'll buy one pot see how i like it see how often i use it all that kind of thing before i invest in a bigger collection of it or you know multiples Um, maybe Mm. do a bit of try before you buy that way you won't feel that same sense of wastage when you let it go
0: yeah and i mean wastage is such a prevention is better than cure thing um, for sure and if you don't like waste then watch what you buy and buy intentionally and mindfully so that you don't have to then have that waste happen later or you could just do what I do and just wear stuff that's out of fashion
1: (laughs) yeah well that's the thing I guess I haven't had those issues because I've worn the same colors (laughs) forever
0: yeah you and I are very similar in this way is that we still wear the same makeup that we did pretty much when we were in our 20s so Mm -hmm. which was a long time ago seeing we're both Well, you know, you're almost 40. I know. You're nearly
1: there. Scary. Don't even talk about it. I'm not ready for that yet.
0: (laughs) Uh, Listen, you're not allowed to complain when I'm 45 this year, so you are not allowed to complain about (laughs) 20 40 because I am moving into that age bracket where you tick it on the surveys that says, you know, 45 to 50 (laughs) instead of 40 to 44. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. No more complaining (laughs) for me. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll be back to that discussion in just a moment.
0: If you really appreciate this podcast and get a lot from it, we would love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter. This will help us keep the podcast content coming to you by covering some of our costs and, importantly, keep it ad-free. You can find the Become a Patreon button on our website at www.beuncluttered.com.au. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Right, now
1: back to the discussion. So I think the other thing you can think about when you're in this culling phase, so you're getting rid of stuff that is past its best before, you're getting rid of stuff that you might've just grown out of or your trends have changed. Duplicates as well. If you've got duplicates that just don't get used and you can't see yourself using them, if they're brand new, you can actually pass some of that stuff on to other people. Most people Mm -hmm. don't or wouldn't accept or maybe you shouldn't give uh, partially used makeup to someone. I don't know, maybe family's different. If you've got an eyeshadow that you bought that you don't love that you think is still, you know, reasonably within date that you want to pass on to a sister or um, a really yeah. close friend, I guess that would be okay. Well, um, as long as they
0: know that you've used it, then, then they get to make the choice, don't they?
1: Yeah, that's right. So um, once you're going through that culling phase, The other thing you can do is the smell test because quite often makeup, um, especially if you don't know when you opened it or what the date is, it can kind of get a bit funky, a bit stinky when it goes past that. And most makeup shouldn't contain fragrance or much fragrance unless there's something fruity like a a lip balm or something like that. Um, So you should be able to tell if they've got almost any smell at all it's probably an indication that they might be turning
0: and pay attention to the smell of your things when you first get them so that you do know what it smells like when it goes off I had a cleanser that one day I just went to use it and it just smelled really bad and I thought surely it didn't smell like this yesterday and it just turned overnight and I contacted the company and They kind of first asked me if I was pregnant (laughs) because they thought maybe my my sense of smell had had changed, and I said no, no, I'm not pregnant, and everything else smells as it normally does, and I, you know, but uh, it turned out that it had gone off because it had sat in my really hot bathroom over summer, which isn't air conditioned and gets full afternoon heat and full afternoon sun, and so when it gets to 44 degrees celsius as it does here in adelaide it went my cleanser went off so it definitely smelled funky and i noticed straight away and that's because i you know it had quite a strong scent to begin with and so i knew what it was meant to smell like and i was so used to that that it was quite clear so if you know what your stuff smells like when it's good you should notice when it goes off
1: right so we've culled stuff that smells funky we've culled stuff that's out of date and things that we don't use anymore Is there any other rules or suggestions around culling, back that you can think of?
0: No, I think we've covered it all. And we'll talk a little bit later about when we talk about storage. But when you do the culling, there might be some things that you you don't really want around every day but you want to hang on to just in case uh, for special occasions. So we'll talk about maybe a different storage option for those ones a bit later.
1: Okay, so we've culled. We've cleaned, we've sorted, what's next?
0: Storage. So this is this is a bit fun because now we get to think about how we're going to store it. And I w- would always advocate keeping your everyday makeup right where you do your makeup. So, if you do makeup in the bathroom, then have your everyday makeup in the bathroom. If you do it at your dressing table or in your walk in robe, have the makeup there. So, have your everyday stuff within reach wherever you like to put your makeup on. And if you don't have a great deal of space in that area, then what you might need to do is split some of your makeup up into everyday and special from there.
1: You know, I saw a really Good episode last night. Oh, they're all really good. Of one of my favourite shows, Queer Eye, and there was a family with six kids. That's a whole nother issue in the, itself. Um, but they had one bathroom for a mum and dad and six kids. And the girls, some of the girls were getting to the age where they were using um, face products and makeup and stuff like that and this tiny little bathroom that they were all sharing. And what they did or what they suggested to kind of create a bit of space in the bathroom is that um, the kids had their own little, like a little trug or a little, I think they had them in cute little almost mini travel case type things um, or makeup bags. So if you've got um, space issues and you either you can't have all of your stuff there or you've got kids that use the space or younger adults that use the space as well that's the other thing is create some kind of portable storage that you walk into the bathroom if you Mm. put it on the bathroom or walk to the mirror wherever it is take that portable storage with you put it on use it put it away back in there and then store that somewhere I really like that idea because it still keeps it all together. It's neat, tidy, it's grouped, but it doesn't mean it all has to sit on display or it all has to fight for, Mm. you know, shelf space in in a small bathroom.
0: Yeah, definitely. And bathroom cupboards are notoriously small. uh, So it's not like you're going to be able to fit a whole lot of stuff from a whole lot of people in that one. So, yeah, I like that idea as well. And I saw a picture... I don't know where it was. It might have been Pinterest or something. Uh, where? Oh no, it was in the I, the current ICA The in the current Ica- IKEA. I can't say IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> in the current IKEA catalogue and it's got those trolleys those three-tiered trolleys and there were three of those trolleys in a bathroom and they were just sort of all just standing there and so they all had different things in them so that sort of got me thinking about multiple stashes of makeup for different people as well so a trolley with wheels on it that you can store elsewhere could be quite useful as well
1: yeah so you do you've got separate stashes haven't you beck like you're
0: sort of yeah, I do. I have decluttered my second stash significantly though, so there's hardly anything in there anymore. But I have my everyday makeup in a small tub in my vanity and then I have special things and duplicates and overflow in a different one. So if it's got like a if there's a fragrance body lotion that I got given for my birthday that I don't use every day, then that goes into the stash under the bed in a box under there. And then just everyday stuff that I use day in and day out. But because I don't have a great deal of makeup and special stuff, I don't have a lot in the specials and duplicate stash. I used to. Also in my duplicate stash is where my travel stuff goes and any free samples. And so I use those free samples when I run out of something before I get the new one. So it's just my transition. <laughs> I use any free samples that I've got hanging around and they stay in, in that special stash as well. So I've split it in half just so that I didn't have too much in my vanity. And then I'm guessing
1: you shop the stash first before you go. Yeah. If you run out of mascara or are getting close to running out of mascara, you would go check your stash or your duplicates before you
0: purchase yeah, exactly. So I go and see if there's anything in there first, and if there is, then I'll use that, and if there isn't, then I go and buy. Yep. So, and I used to have, like I said, I used to have a lot more in there, but I was using it so infrequently that I thought I needed it really should just be culled. So I culled it right down, and it's mostly travel stuff and a couple of duplicates and some uh, freebie sachet, trier tester things. And that's pretty much all that's in there now. I don't really have much in the way of special makeup. I just put two layers of my regular makeup on.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I have I have all my makeup in the top drawer. I'll do. We could do um, a little video yeah. show and tell video. in our Facebook community to show you how we keep it. I have all of my stuff in one drawer. <laughs> that's how little I have. And mm. um, that includes travel as well. I've got these cool little tubs of um makeup they all click together so they're like little individual Mm. pots but there's lip color there's cheek color eyeshadow like foundationy highlighty stuff and they all snap together so they form like one tube um which is really cool so if i'm traveling i will just grab them all out click them together throw them in my bag um
0: that's a great idea
1: yeah so i'll show that in our facebook community if you want to come have a look but yeah i'm the same i Might just put a darker eyeshadow. I've got two. Mm. (laughs) Two, like I said, I've got a lighter and a darker. So it's almost like day and night. And that's my version of, you know, special or special occasion is just a different, different color from within my same set.
0: Yeah, I just go darker. darker eyes darker lips and that's pretty much (laughs) pretty much it like you know several layers of mascara and some i might use like i don't use eyeliner every day but i would if i was going out and i just yeah i just have darker everything so it's a bit it's a bit boring but yeah it's just two layers of stuff
1: (laughs) but so when it comes to storage there's heaps of stuff out there there's heaps of options Mm. isn't there like um for us what we redid our bathroom and so i wanted draw dividers within the drawer. So I've got one of those large drawers that pulls out and my skin care stuff, all my moisturizers and stuff are down the bottom. And then there's a little internal drawer that pulls out my makeups in there. And that's lovely because I designed it to be the way I like it. But a lot of people <laughs> don't have that opportunity or no. are stuck with what they're stuck with. So you can go and find some really cool drawer dividers, but there's also lots of other options.
0: Yeah, well, if you're working inside a vanity on a shelf, just little baskets or tubs are brilliant and just line them all up and just categorize them. And that's what I've got. I've got the Ikea Variera tubs. So I've got three of those all lined up on the top shelf in my vanity. And one's got makeup, one's got um, skin and body. So all my cleansers and oils and body creams. And then the third one's got nail stuff in it. Then my hair one is hair stuff is in a different one down on the bottom shelf. And so I just pick up that first tub which has got my makeup in it. And I just use that tub and pull the stuff out of it. Inside that the makeup one, I actually have a little acrylic makeup organizer which is sort of like I can stand things up in. So it's it's a I don't know how to describe it, but it's sort of a, a graduated divided acrylic container so I can stand things up in it so my brushes will stand up in it without falling over and things like that so everything's inside that most of the things are inside that acrylic thing which is inside the variera. and then there's some other bigger things that don't fit in it like my eyelash curlers don't fit in and my um, eyeshadow and bronzer they don't fit in either so they sort of sit separately so I'll show it all in the video but you can get some really cool uh, makeup organizers in those acrylic in that acrylic um and that's there's lots around there's howards have got some and uh, i'm pretty sure you can oh daiso uh, is where i got mine from so uh, and then i reckon that i wouldn't be surprised if kmart and target had those as well so i reckon they're not they're not too hard to find
1: the thing i really like about the acrylic ones is you can see everything you know yeah um a bit like when we were talking about jewelry and stuff as soon as you start stacking things on top of each other you risk losing stuff that's at the bottom or buying new ones because you didn't know that
0: you already had other ones there yeah and just having to rifle through to find the stuff that's yeah. at the bottom you know
1: yeah and so i think a lot, this is i feel other than culling i guess the most important part of reorganizing your makeup is putting it in a way that's really functional for you to use so for you beck you grab your little tub down with your makeup in do it all put it back in there and put it away so there's no it's not left laying around mm. on the counter that kind of thing for me it all comes at the drawers open while i put my makeup on i put it straight back in the drawer close the drawer and it's gone so i guess yeah it doesn't matter whether you're using multiple little makeup bags or whether you're using a pot or whether you're using a basket if you kind of get into the habit of um, having it so it's functional have what you use most often at front or closest to you easiest to access use it pop it away and then and then have it stored somewhere so it doesn't start littering all your surfaces I think that's a mm. massive massive help
0: yeah and that's the thing you know you ha- these habits are really helpful of putting things away when you finish using them and there are definitely times where I am in such a rush that which is I'm always in a rush but there are some times where I'm in such a rush that the tub the makeup tub actually ends up staying on top of the vanity and then later on when I go to use the bathroom I spot it there and go oh gee I left in a hurry and I pop it underneath so it's it's a good habit to have but if you can set it up so that you don't have like because if I did my makeup if I pulled all of the individual bits out and then I had them like all laying on the vanity and then I went off in a rush and then I came back I would look at that and go oh I've got to put all that away and I wouldn't want to and I probably would procrastinate and think oh I'm just going to use it in the morning anyway I may as well leave it there But if it's in the tub, then that only takes me three seconds to put that away when I do spot it there, if I have accidentally left it out. So if you can set it up so that it's quick and easy to pack up, then you're more likely to do that. And if you're more likely to pack up, then you're going to be saving yourself time later on um, because you won't have to do a really big cleanup.
1: Yeah, I think those... It's all about those habits that you establish. And it's Mm. like the idea of culling. If you can either get in a habit of writing the date that you need to throw stuff out on the outside or put timers in your phone. Or I probably do like a full drawer, clean out, wipe all the pots, all of that once every six months. I wouldn't do it any Mm. more often than that. You just find some kind of trigger for you to keep on top of it and keep, you know, keep stuff clean, keep checking the dates, that kind of thing. Just find a trigger so it doesn't get so out of
0: control in future. And so some of those triggers could be, like you said, um, something you've done yourself, so a reminder in your calendar. It could be change of season. It could be when you do something else. So if you clean out your gutters every six months, then, you know, whenever it's time to clean out the gutters, it's time to clean the makeup pots, you know, that kind of thing. So associate it with something. For me, my trigger is just when um, I notice one thing is dirty and then I, I clean the whole thing then. So if something's gotten a bit grotty, I'll be like, okay, it's obviously time to do a clean of everything. So that's the time that I tend to do it. It depends if you're, if you're like Tara and you work well with structure and you actually follow things, <laughs> if you actually take your own advice and do the things when you have told yourself to do them, then that would work. And if you're like me and ignore those kinds of things, then you would create triggers like it can get this messy and then I have to do something about it, which is what I tend to do.
1: So recapping our stages the first thing we've got to do is write a plan. What do you want? How do you want this to function? What are your goals around this? Second one, we're pulling it all out and grouping it. Third, we're culling. Fourth, we're looking at all the storage and how to put it back. And even I guess little things like I've bought a tiny flat little makeup bag to go in my handbag so that all my makeup that's in my handbag stays together so storage in your bathroom or your vanity but also storage wherever else you keep makeup if you keep it in the car um, if you keep Mm. it in a backpack that you take to the gym or something look at the storage options to keep it together and keep it neat in those spaces as well and then lucky last is is those habits and keeping those habits in place daily putting things back, weekly, you know, keeping an eye on the dates to make sure that you're culling things when they expire. And then occasionally to do the the decluttering and the reorganizing. Can you think of anything we've missed, Beck?
0: Um mindful mindful shopping. I think we sort of mentioned this, but when you do buy something make sure that you're not buying a duplicate make sure you're buying something that you are most likely going to use um, within the time frame um, of its expiry make sure that if you're worried about waste that it has you know recyclable packaging and those kinds of things as well Uh, so the the mindful shopping is another habit to to get into as well don't and just like you i think you mentioned buying just buying a small amount of something that's a new trend uh, before you go in buy the go in whole or the before you go in whole hog. I can't talk before you go the whole hog and get everything for a particular trend. You know, try it out with a small thing first so that you're not going to be wasting it later as well. So, I think that's that's pretty much it. Brilliant. Well, we will share our
1: makeup storage options and solutions in the Facebook community. We'd love to hear mm-hmm. about how often you cull or your confessions about how often you don't clean your brushes <laughs> and, um, and how you store your makeup and how that works for you. Um, the community is where all that discussion happens and it's a really nice place to come and hang out. So if you're not already a member of that, come and find us on Facebook. So thanks for joining us and we'll catch you again next week
0: thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com